And welcome back, spy nerds, to the Spies Like Us podcast. That is the podcast where we like to talk about the representation of tradecraft on screens, large and small. Back to the small screen this week to wrap up our coverage and investigation of the Ipcrest File TV series uh, on ITV. With me, as always, is David. Howdy. I'm really excited for tonight. You're always excited. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. I, I, I have loved this show so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, considering the considering the Palmer stuff we've been doing. Uh, well, I, I don't know. You watched you you just watched uh, the movie we're going to finish off with, and you said it was really good. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, the Ipcrest file film. I I saw like an uncut gem. And was hoping it was going to be really good. And then we did, uh, um, shit, I forgot what it was called. Oh, Billion Dollar Brain. And uh, that went the reverse direction, I was hoping. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree the TV series is the best version of uh, Harry Palmer that uh, we've got uh, overall. Um uh it's got a lot of cool and clever callbacks to the movie um one i want to mention up on the top because uh you know it doesn't really come in for too much discussion but uh i really fucking love alice in this show so much oh my god oh my god yes yes i want the alice show i want i want want the alice spinoff i want Um, the prequel and then I want Alice the later years. Yeah. No, I'm, I want. Oh, right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I want her whole story. Uh, there's this one. There's this one little bit of dialogue that I only just caught on my last pass through the episode. I want to share it with you. Just, I don't know if you caught it, but this is uh, her and Chico. I finally learned that guy's name. Oh, Chico yeah, yeah. is the other agent <laughs> in, in Wook. Um, but uh, she's she's bitching about the old days and how like the Gestapo, you know, like half of them joined the Americans and half of them went to home to their family and friends. And Chico says, uh, but not the ones that met you. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she takes a sip, a little sip of her tea and looking out the window says, no, <laughs> she's a she's a killer. She's a Nazi hunter. Yeah, absolutely. I I like uh I like when um well, I won't reveal the big twist, but a character says to her, uh, you think I don't have any feelings and she's like for him or in general. And like <laughs> it's an, it's such a classic. Line. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely uh a favorite on the Spies Like Us podcast. In the in the original film and on the television show, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good this show can get, Alice will still always be like a twinkle in our eyes. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um, high, highlight of the show for me. Um, so let's run this one. Um, you know, our B story finally connects to our A story, and mm-hmm. and the B story, I think, in the series overall, where you know it's got to be Dolby and his. Uh, reunion with his ex-girlfriend from long, long ago, his secret love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll finally connect to the A storyline. So let's follow that along and talk about that first. And then we'll 
join up with the the main storyline and handle that. Yeah. Um, uh, we've both seen the show. Uh, do you want to lay it out for us? What is really going on with Dolby's girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the twists. Well, um, Chico oh, and... Oh, uh, did, are you suggesting there are multiple twists in this episode? There's a couple. There's a yes. lot. There's a... Uh, yeah. This, def- this episode definitely put M. Night Shyamalan to shame. There's a hand. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, last episode we discussed that uh, Alice and Chico had expressed their suspicion of Dolby... Alice being the loyal, you know, uh, you know, gritty, hardened uh, veteran agent that she is, refused to continue asking the questions that were eating at her. But Chico kind of pushed her over the edge. So they start uh, surveilling uh, Dolby, and that's when they spot him and the Russian chick in the park, and they start kissing. And that's when they start doing research. And they discover, and as you remember, last episode, it was Colonel Stock who lays down the big, um, you know, uh, attempt at flipping Dolby. And uh, the the big leverage is that even though Dolby has the girl now, her brother, um, his life is in danger and she can't bear losing him. So she's going to leave Russia. Um, or she's going to leave England and go back to her brother to save her brother's life. Dolby's like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll do everything I can. And he does just that and offers to kind of betray his country. But our, uh, our uh, team of sleuths, Alice and Chico, uh, discovering the romance between him and Russian scientist lady, her brother is already dead. So it turns out the audience finds out much before Dolby that that whole brother leverage was bullshit. It was all made up from the beginning. She's been playing him. Stock's been playing him. Uh, and we've been played as the audience. I think the audience has been had as well. Um, but yeah, it's, that was quite, quite a, kind of a big twist. Sure. So a comment on that uh, is um, that when Dolby's confronted with this information, he remembers that the, the girlfriend had introduced him to someone that she claimed to be her brother. Um, And this is like 10 years ago. So that suggests that she was an agent from the very beginning. It's not like they had a relationship and then she got turned later, like Mm -hmm. after he returned to London. Mm -hmm. Um, It also suggests, I mean, you know, Dolby's comment is like, you know, that, uh, he commends the long-sightedness of the KGB planning. I think this brother part of it is like a little, it's, it's too much for me. It's, uh, you know, like 10, 10 years ago, you're like, I, I don't know. You just couldn't have planned all this. And I also can't really seem to justify like introducing a fake brother uh, as, as any car- part of this kind of plan. I, I just think I think it's a little too much. I don't swallow it. Wait, what do you mean they planned this ten years ago? So, I don't think they planned them using her to flip him from ten years. I think they just put her in a place, and if she was ever, if it was ever useful later, it would become useful later. Yeah, but why? Why make up a fake brother for him to meet? 
They didn't make up. A, he met the brother. The brother was dead. He met. He, right. Okay. He can't have met. I don't think he can have met the brother based on when the brother died or actually no. Well, maybe not. Cause the timeline here is actually gets a little fuzzy to me because I had started, I started out assuming this movie happened in 1965. Uh-huh. It's never exactly stated. Um, but it can't. And the reason I picked 1965, by the way, is just cause that's when the movie came out. So right. I was like, whatever. Um, but it can't be 1965 because JFK was killed in 63. So, and the brother's dead in 47 and it's 10 years ago. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It doesn't uh, just, just he tells Chico that he, he, he himself tells Chico that he met him, the brother. Well, see, but what I took from that is that not that he met the brother, but that he met someone that they claim that she claimed was her brother. And I could be wrong about that. That might be just my no, he, assumption. He he was saying he met him like back when he first met her, like way back. Right. Not um, like currently. But I think that's what's inspiring him to commend their long-sightedness. My assumption is that he met a fake brother like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Um so anyways, I mean if it was if it was the real brother, if if they actually met in 46, uh-huh. then, you know, you know, because the brother died in 47. So if they actually met in 46, I don't know. That uh, it doesn't sit super well with me either. Um, but uh, I don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Um, right. <laughs> if, it, if it was if it was a fake brother, then that I, it, I, I don't I can't swallow that. That's right. that's too much. That's too much. uh in advance planning uh, for me to absorb. Um, but uh, but anyways, the suggestion is there that she was an agent from the very beginning um, right. and, and not that she got turned later. Um, she, now she, of course, she's also confronted with her deception and uh, on her way out, she says, well, hey, uh, I know that the minister of defense is a CAA spy. Yeah. She offers it as a gift to Dolby. Cause I, yeah, that was nice. I, I really liked that scene. Cause well, that was the Alice line that I just told us earlier at the ep- beginning of the episode. Um, but Alice accuses her. She was like, what would you do if uh, we didn't catch you? She's like, I would live with him. She was like a man you don't love. You know, she's like, you know, don't sit there and tell me who I do and don't love. And mm-hmm. then the authorities are there to pick her up. And she's like, I have something for you to give to him. Uh, it's a gift. Uh, there's a traitor. Um, and they're like working for you. And she's like, no, not for us. And it turns out uh, that the minister of defense, the guy that's been busting uh, Dolby's balls since like episode one, talking about like all kinds of shit uh, has been working for the Americans the whole time. But uh what do you think about his motivations? I think they were just kind of shoehorned Who? the Minister of Defense. Oh, I think I mean I, I think they're solid. He's got gripes. He's got gripes with the leadership. Right. Um people like money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. You know, the Americans are technically an ally, so it's uh-huh. not as bad as if he was trading information to the KGB. Right. Um I'm 
I'm not super thrilled with her giving up that piece of information for free. Yeah. Uh, I really think like in her current situation, that's a really excellent piece of leverage uh-huh. that a smarter spy would use. Um, and I mean, you can paper it over by saying like, Oh, she's just lovesick. But uh, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> the, that also, okay. Well, I mean, that also bugs me a little that she's like, so, I mean, she's, she must be very well informed in order to know about this minister of defense CIA connection. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know operationally why she needs to know that if she's high up enough that, you know, uh, knowing, uh, well, I mean, I guess also in, in addition to planting her, uh, like in a way that compromises Dalby, you've also planted a spy right next to Dalby. Right. That he doesn't know about. Right. So that's, that's high value. But, um, I just wonder, I wonder about stocks, uh, um, let's see. I wonder about stocks sitting on this information, which of course, I don't know how long he's had it. Yeah. Um, about, she wouldn't about, have had it, right? He gave it to her. Well, right? you know, I don't know what her, what all her career as a spy has been, mm. you know, like, like w- missing this piece of information. I could just easily buy that. She's just, uh, you know, been tasked for this particular operation. Yeah. But if she knows about that kind of like super high level shit, then that suggests that, you know, she's like higher up in the food chain. Um, but uh, yeah, still, you know, the situation of trading her over, you know, Im- implanting her really uh, is good. And you get the double whammy of the, of the Dolby compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I just wondered too, like what would, I was trying to think like, what would, the KGB do with that information to know that the, you know, the CIA were spying on the British. And I think just that nugget in itself could be valuable enough to trade. Although maybe at, on the other hand, you're just sitting back and enjoying the, the fact that, you know, your allies are clearly uh, not entirely in lockstep trust with each other. Uh-huh. Now, the thing with the minister is, um, so uh, again, like at least up till now, what we've discussed, like all this is like still B story. It hasn't connected to the A story at all. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be like as much as compelling and, and cool as it is, you know, it, it wouldn't be uh, like critical or relevant. Um, but the minister isn't just passing information back. He's also like operationally taking out um instructions to move operations forward mm-hmm. like he's even helping set up the assassination plot um yeah and and he's 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 not happy with the prime minister does right? not like he does not like the prime minister that's true that's what it is and he's trying to get the prime minister assassinated uh, no, he's he's assisting. He's uh, collaborating with the assassination of JFK attempt. Oh, um, because I mean, and that's like 
that's the only reason we even need the B story to be there. Like the only place it connects is where, um, you know, when Dalby confronts, you know, now that he gets that information that his girlfriend gave him, confronts the minister with that, then he's going to, uh, okay. So what Dalby's going to do is deduce, which I think is big, like too big of a brain logic jump is to figure out that the minister is in on the assassination plot and that he's going to send Palmer in Dalby's place. That's a big logic lump jump by itself, but also the minister couldn't have had that plan in advance because the minister didn't yet know that Dalby was going to find out about him. Does that make sense? You're talking, you're saying that they had thought the whole plan was so, because that they, they had sent in a bunch of like misdirects, right? Like, oh, the, the training wasn't complete or the conditioning wasn't completed. You know, uh, Palmer's fine. Then the minister of defense is inviting, um, you know, that, that was actually, I like that scene where the minister of defense is at lunch with Dalby and, and he's basically pitting, um, uh, you know, like he keeps like demeaning uh, Dalby's unit. You know what I mean? And they're trying to shut it out. You know, because I guess I they're, don't know. They're that, not I don't know team. that he's been demean. I feel like it looks like he's been defending Dalby's unit. Well, no, at the dinner, he's like, "Look, I I couldn't defend anything. It was just I'm not really sure what to do here." But you know, there's this meeting at Birchwood, and uh, I'm gonna have you meet the the president's aide. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll save your neck, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, it, it felt like he was setting up, setting up Dalby there for something. And because right. Palmer would have been Dalby's guy, it would be another way to throw Dalby under the bus. Sure, sure. So you need to set it up, though, in a way that, you know, it's, you know, Dolby, I want you to meet with the, with the person and I want you to bring Palmer along. Right. Which, which wouldn't really make a lot of sense in the, in the situation. And then after, after Dolby exposes the minister and the minister six, the CIA guys on Dolby to basically eliminate him, but the elimination fails because Chico and Alice ride to the rescue. And then which, Dolby, by the way, I loved that. Uh, we, we were talking about preparation. I think it was in episode two or three. I think it was three when they were in Beirut and uh, Palmer wanted to go into the, the bar club by himself. And um, he ends up getting like uh, screwed over and Alice or Jean shows up in the alley. You know, she's there like, you know, I'm always talking about teamwork and she's kind of like prepared for like any possible. I like this. I think Dolby goes to the minister of defense to confront him and is like, well, if I confront him, he's probably got backup plans for, sure. for something like this. And so, hey, Alice and Chico, yo, make sure you have my back. I, I, I'm not sure if that's what happened, but that that's what I want to believe happened, that they were just like ready and waiting. And then, of course, oh, yeah, totally. Place. No, yeah. that totally makes sense. What, yeah. I, what, I'm, what I'm bothered by is the, the idea that now Dalby says, oh, I get it. It was a setup for him to get Palmer to Birch House. 
Oh, like after he had been caught? Right. Except that would have to have been a setup before the minister knew he was going to get caught. Like it's just it's just a, it's just a leap of logic that I, I didn't I didn't appreciate. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, like if he already invited Dalby and presumably he's going to be like, "Yo, bring Palmer." Oh, no, that's right. It was at the dinner. That's right. Dalby confronts the minister of defense and with Palmer and tells him, "Hey, yo, the fucking Americans have been doing mind control to assassinate people, and it's bullshit." And and uh, the minister of defense says, "Oh wow, the, you're onto something. Uh, we're I'm gonna meet at Birchwood. You know, the president's aide or secretary or whatever is gonna be there. We'll try and get a private moment where you can bring this up to him." So the idea would be like, "Here's Palmer. Look how fucking crazy he looks. This is not what our boy looks like. This guy looks obviously like he's gone through some sort of conditioning." you know, or something. And here's the deal. And, and, and yet, uh, instead, uh, Palmer would end up shooting the, the secretary or minister or whatever. Right. But also like that wouldn't, uh, you know, the ministers, you know, what's part of his win condition should be to keep this information from getting to JFK. Um, but setting up that meeting, like, He's he's just doing it one step too soon, because um, he doesn't know that Dolby's about to expose him, right? Uh, and you know if it if like if the girlfriend hadn't existed, take the girlfriend out of the picture, that whole subplot, and then look at the minister's actions, and what he's doing is counterintuitive to his actual motives. He's setting up a situation where the information will get to JFK. He shouldn't want that. What do you? Oh, by having him come to Birchwood, I don't by think having... he was planning on having the meeting anyway. I think he was planning on having Dolby and uh, Palmer up in that f- floor, and then Palmer gets the gun and shoots the the guy. I because that that's where he would be like, oh, this is where the discreet meeting is going to be. Okay. Okay. That that's 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 what I would think uh, is 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 I guess the the minister of defense's plan that I don't think because what you're saying is it's a bad move because he's bringing in information to JFK and he doesn't want that. I don't think he, he was ever planning on having that meeting. I think that was part of the 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 juice the juicy uh, bait for. Uh, hey, by the way, you know there's no funding for your department, Dolby. Don't worry though. Uh, this crazy story you've just told me that you expect me to believe. Don't worry, we're going to get it to the secretary. Everything's going to work out and you'll save your neck and your job and your career. And, you know, we can all live happily ever after. But that meeting was never going to happen, is my thought. Okay. Um, yeah, and speaking of the, um, you know, the story that Dolby's bringing him, um, I like, let's see, uh, I liked thinking about the fact that I mean, a more a more reasonable reaction, I think, from the minister to Dolby would have been like, uh, "Look, man, this sounds cra- like crazy talk, and it's clear to me that you're just trying to save your department and justify it." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the fact that he doesn't react that way, 
I think in a normal situation, Dolby would have caught on to and oh, said, yeah, yeah. wait a second. He should be, I mean, this, this, what I'm saying, given the circumstance should sound crazier than, than it does and, and sound more like bullshit, but he's totally swallowing it. Why is that? But I'm cool with that because Dolby has got like a lot. His own, yeah. His he's mind. got his own problems on he's his mind. He's got a yeah. lot on his mind right now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I expect him to, to make that kind of misstep. Um, but ultimately that's the purpose of, uh, you know, the, the, the B plot is to uh, let Dolby know that the minister is in on the plan. And also just to mention too, I kind of don't, uh, I'm kind of iffy on that too. Like the justification we talked a minute ago about like, you know, okay. The minister's like justification for uh, reporting to the CIA. Now I could see him like passing information to the CIA. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing where the minister is actively like engaged in a, you know, like his fingerprints on it in some way, yeah. if you looked close enough, uh, assassination attempt against JFK. I think that's, I think that's out of, I think that's out of the park um, yeah. to me. But uh, now that we've got that, so again, all that's necessary, basically just to make sure that Dolby can show up and stop Palmer from shooting JFK in the head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's, I mean, other than that, we did not need the entire B story. And again, even though I like the B story, just that 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 final bit of connective tissue to into the main story, yeah, wasn't really enough for me. I think the B story was there for a few more reasons. Uh, I think one storytelling wise, um, there's there's like this line at the end when Palmer meets Stock at the theater, and yeah, you that's know, weird. Let's talk he, about that. Yeah, and and Stock has this line, and I think that's the thesis. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, there's all this stuff going on, and it's not really tied up neatly, you know, with this side story. And it could just be they threw this line in at the end to try and make it fit. But, you know, Stock has the line, like, our hearts surprise us inside we are weak, human. And then, like, Palmer's like, you mean, like, with Dolby? And then he goes, well, you know, uh," and then Palmer's like, ah, such is our business, you know? Um, it, I, the, the, the original film, right. has a story that's supposed to be like a thriller mystery. Like what is the Ipcrest file? Who's the bad guy? Right. Um, and with this, with the show, we're still kind of like, well, who's the bad guy and what is the Ipcrest file? But we kind of learned that pretty quickly in episode four, right. And in episode five, we know what the Ipcrest file is. And we kind of know who the bad guys are, that it's pretty much the Americans, right? Um, But we still need Stock there and his side story to kind of give it. You know, you said this, I think, within the first few episodes of doing this podcast or of of, for doing Ipcrest file, the TV show, that the side story is kind of there to kind of give us more choices to try and guess who the bad guy is, you know? Um, Cause at this point we know the Americans are behind the Ipcrest file, like mind control stuff. Yes. We know that they kidnapped the scientist for the, the, the bomb. Right. 
Um, Which, by the way, is an is a very enjoyable big twist on the movie. Yeah, where in the movie it was the Russians that developed the Ipcrest technique, and then in this one it turns out to be the CIA. Totally appreciate that. Yeah, it, you know, it definitely took a different turn. But we we already got a lot of information by episode four and five, um, and so I see like where you're like, oh, this B story. Didn't really have a lot other than kind of setting up this assassination. And I'm I'm thinking, one, we need more people to be behind stuff. Like, who's really behind this type of thing? But also, I think, like, storytelling-wise, I think this show, even though the, the bare-bones story is already pretty much, like, laid out before us, like... At the very least by episode five, but I think it's more by episode four where we're told like, okay, these are the players. These are the bad guys. And at that point, it doesn't really matter that stocks in the story other than he's still fucking with Dolby. Um, I think, I think what the show is doing is demonstrating like the, the life of intelligence. You know what I mean? You know, like the first couple episodes, we have the whole thing with Jean and her fiance, you know, we have like Palmer and him in prison and his like ex-wife, you know, and him kind of like coming into his own. And then, you know, like each each character, I think, is like so this this like plot that's been borrowed from the film is really just there to have a plot. But these other characters and their stories are really there to tell the story of an, like an intelligence life. You know what I mean? Like, especially like even with Maddox, like he's he's got a lot of depth to him. You know what I mean? Like, like the American general guy, you know, the the one that was part of the <laughs> right. nu- the, the head of the yeah. nuclear program. Uh-huh. He's he's kind of one dimensional, right? right? He's sure. he's just yeah. got like big career aspirations. Eyes and then on you the got prize. on the eyes on the prize, right? And then and then the other dude, like Mister Stick Up His Ass, who was like the godfather of homie that died, his kids or whatever. Like, yeah, he's pretty one-dimensional. He's just Mr. Stick up his ass, right? But but Maddox, Maddox is really, really in depth. One, he's a very, very capable, you know, intelligence agent that's trying to recruit Gene, trying to like maintain this whole operation with the scientists and Ipcrest file, and then fucking with, you know, once they figure out what's going on with Palmer, getting him fucked up, and then planning this whole other thing. You know, you see him as a very capable agent, but then you know, that scene with like his homie, his veteran homie, and you discover, oh shit, Maddox was at the Bay of Pigs and he voted for JFK and holy shit, the planes didn't show up. He must be bitter as fuck, but wait, he's still playing the game. He's still working for the country, you know? And it just, it takes like that one extra like asshole nudge from like, you know, super nuclear mans that's like, no, we just do things for the greater good. And he's like, nah, man, this is fucked up. We're He's actually, you know, and he probably has a thing for Gene, right? I, I think that's pretty clear that he actively yeah, has a much. thing. For yeah, yeah. So you see this, like, where he's, like, got this, like, really, like, moral dilemma where he's going back and forth. Like, he obviously is a patriot and wants to serve his country, but he's seeing, like, you know, and it, and it doesn't even bother him, the psychological conditioning of the Ipcrest file type shit. That doesn't bother him. What bothers him is that, like, wait, you, you we're... Well, first of all, you know, he already has that history with Bay of Pigs, but now it's just like, wait, 
we're taking this guy who I've met, who's a real patriot, who's a really good guy, who just happens to have figured out too much, and he kind of has a rowdy past in the military. We're going to use him to assassinate an American citizen? You know? Uh, I, I'm out. You know what I mean? This this is bullshit, and, and he doesn't participate in it. You know? I, I really like that. Like, his character has a lot of depth. And then we have Jean, who has a lot of depth to her. You know, she has her lot of life with, you know, she's kind of from society, you know. Her fiancé was like, you know, Mr. Like, uh, I got big aspirations for making some cash, you know. here Here's a fucking, what was it, a Chanel necklace, right? You know, but she loves her job. And she's in a world, like, that's male-dominated, you know, and, you know, it, it, she's shown herself as like a capable agent, but she's still kind of treated like a woman type of thing. You know what I mean? Even with her fiance, like, oh, you'll never have to work. And she's like, I want to fucking work. You know what I mean? Uh, the, my point is, is there's all these characters, even stock. You know what I mean? Like stock, he's kind of not that like dynamic as like his depth of character, but like, as far as like how he fits, you know, like he he's like a guy that oh shit is he's he's really playing like the real agent. He's always gonna try and get info. He's actively trying to flip um, uh, a Dolby, you know. But he's also kind of a teddy bear, you know. It's like at the end, when, <laughs> you, you know, like at the end when when uh, he asked Palmer, "Did you bring your gun this time?" and Palmer's like, "Oh well, no." And then he's like, "You're naive," and he's like, and Palmer's like, "I don't think you can hurt anyone, Colonel." You know, or some it's 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 nice. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot going on as far as like a story goes. Um, that we needed the B story. You know what I mean? Without that B story, I don't think there was enough of a human element because our main plot line with this incredible tradecraft and very awesome like geopolitical dynamics. You know what I mean? That didn't exist in the movie. The one thing that we were like annoyed well we were annoyed by a lot of things in the original film but the the one major thing we were really annoyed by was why the fuck is the cia even in this movie you know what i mean and 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 they gave us a reason that, right 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 yeah or the the ons or whatever yeah the ons or whatever yeah the ons yeah whatever yeah but uh so that i mean i i think you're right like you know uh, logistically, I guess, or like uh, mechanically, the the B story doesn't make sense. But I th- I think it's we're we're we're, be, we're being given a lot of dynamic characters, and they're even if they're not dynamic characters, a lot of the interaction with the other dynamic characters, like even with the wife, we didn't even talk about the wife. Did you want to bring up the wife? Sorry, I got a, went on a whole rant, and I don't think I don't, I don't want to be talking. I don't want to take up any time from you. You know. Do you, do you have opening, thoughts open opening a lot of boxes. You yeah. know, um, I'll, you know, I'll just say, uh, which I've said before, the way I distinguish story and plot is like plot is like the making sense of things as they would actually happen. Like if it was in a simulation uh-huh. um, and there, there's no, you know, there doesn't need to be any arc. There doesn't need to be any like uh, ups or downs. We don't have to care about any of the people. A story is much more important and the plot always must serve the story mm-hmm. even if the plot sucks if you tell me a good story <laughs> yeah <laughs> the plot doesn't have to be good for me to enjoy it right but on this podcast i do like to talk about the plot yeah <laughs> um, and 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 how that works so so yeah in general like i'm in in agreement with you like i mean 
like I said, like I don't, I don't want the B story to be stripped out. I enjoyed yeah. the B story. Right. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, I just uh, plot plot wise, it left me a little uh, hungry still. Uh, Maddox. Definitely a good point. Yeah. Maddox. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Maddox, Maddox and Gene do not do anything in this episode. Uh, I mean, well, okay. Maddox does, uh, you know, uh, push forward the, you know, the bad guy team agenda by, uh, uh, tasking house Martin to to locate Palmer mm-hmm. and uh and then and House Martin by the way who hasn't been in the show since episode 1 if I'm not mistaken and I really don't even remember what his connection was except that he was some kind of connective tissue between Harry and the missing scientist that was enough for them to justify like you know utilizing Palmer in the first place um, right but you know, largely absent since then, comes back here with a vengeance. Has a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's Maddox that's giving House Martin the orders to locate Palmer, and then later in the episode, it's House Martin that's going to go and uh, kill Matt. Try to kill Maddox. He fails, and try to kill Gene. He fails. Uh, those orders need needed to have come obviously from like a level above Maddox. Well, so... it was General Cool Guy McStevens, the uh-huh, new general. Captain. There's a there's a quick shot where House Martin gets in the car with General. Oh, didn't didn't catch that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We we don't hear the conversation. He just sits in the car, and we're not sure what happens. So when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this dude's going to kill the general guy. But then he goes, it's that same guy that tries to stab Maddox. I was like, oh, so the general ordered these hits. By the way, I call so much bullshit on this. Oh, I've got some bullshit to call too, but let's hear yours first. Are you sure on the, I'm just talking about the general assassination physically. I don't know if you have any other bullshit. I'm talking about, I'm still on house Martin. Oh, okay. Do you want to finish your thought and I'll talk about my oh, yeah. bullshit? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's... Yeah, let's... Yeah. Um, here's my quibble on House Martin. I mean, <laughs> Cathcart is military. He's not intelligence. Right. Um, you know, he's been he's been uh, basically... Uh, uh, oh, God, I forget the word, but... Um, tasking Maddox as, you know, uh, you know a, fr- a, a friendly organization within the U.S., uh, organizational, whatever, as CIA to to handle this, you know, this the dirty business kind of stuff. Yeah, and so that's why it makes sense that it's Maddox that's recruiting House Martin to find Palmer. Where I think it doesn't make sense is for Cathcart to be able to reach through that chain of command and tell House Martin, no, now it's time to kill Maddox because and. Uh... By the- that's a good point i think so um and let me mention too uh house martin is uh a classic uh not subtle guy um he is definitely running around london looking like a russian gangster yeah um and a and a half 
yeah. right? With his big black coat and his black hat and everything. So maybe he's not the smartest, you know, stick in the shed or the sharpest stick. I'm fucking not even going to try to find sharpest tool in the shed. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but here's, here's how it looks to me. If I'm a house Martin, it's like, oh, okay. Like I got, I'm getting instructions from this one guy. And then that guy's boss tells me, okay, that guy that was giving you instructions, he's now expendable. He knows too much. You should kill him. Right. And it would cross my mind. I guess it doesn't cross House Martin's mind. Wait a second. If Maddox is expendable, like I'm at least five times as expendable. (laughs) Yeah, but wasn't House Martin like a big gangster mob guy? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think he was, he was involved, he was involved somehow in, in, um, like Palmer's, uh, shady, you know, yeah, smuggling operation kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 that's how they knew each other. I mean, you're right. Yeah, he should have been like, I'm expendable, but I still would be like, you know, being that connected in the underworld, maybe he could hold his own, I guess. Yeah, I, I would. My my sincere guess is that like they just didn't want to hire another person. Like they already right. have this guy on the call sheet, right? And so why why bring in another character? Just you know have that guy do the stuff, right? Um, and there's 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 really no way I don't think that Gene could have uh, fought back successfully against his attack. But this uh, is my bullshit. Oh, this okay. is this is my bullshit. <laughs> it's pretty bullshit. First of all, you have like a fucking military veteran who was at the Bay of Pigs, survived with his arms and legs, mind you. <laughs> right, while his like veteran homie couldn't load a fucking revolver to kill himself. Right, uh, uh, couldn't fight off. He he saw it coming a mile away. Dude, like, swung the phone at House Martin, and House Martin just gets the stab, and it's over, right? This is like a physically fit military, like, veteran, right? Like, who's also, like, top intelligence, right? This, I don't, the fact that he gets stabbed that quickly, but, you know, and and that's the other thing. When House Martin goes after Gene, he doesn't go after and stab her. And by, mind you, knives are terrifying, Okay. Like, I don't care how fast you are, you're going to get stabbed. You're going to get cut. You're going to get hurt, right? So a knife, right? I believe that Maddox could have gotten cut, right? But the fact that he gets cut and he gets stabbed and you're like, oh, I'm out bleeding out and I have to make this like really dramatic moment of calling Gene to like run away. And and now House Martin comes in without a knife and then tries to choke her with one hand at the sink where she can just grab a knife and he's just not going to pay attention so that she can get away and then find a gun. And I believe she could have killed him with a gun, but I would have liked to see her get the phone call from Maddox and be like, get out. She grabs the gun. And as soon as house Martin walks in, she shoots him. Then I would believe that entire scenario. But if you put up the same assassin, who's fucking like 5 million pounds of like meat, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Against a veteran soldier fucking who survived the Bay of Pigs and and that guy like gets in what one like measly swing and then stabs and bleeds out, and and then he goes after Gene, who's like 
no military. She has no military like history, right? She's just intelligence, right? She was just a woman that got in through intelligence, probably because she was like really good at, at, at college or some shit, and she got recruited. Or who the fuck knows? But she wasn't military, is my point. And 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 our assassin or would be assassin who rolls up with a knife against Maddox comes in is going to choke out Jean with one hand. You know what I mean? Like he's not even trying to hold her down. It, well, I mean, I think I think they were I think they're also just trying to find some stuff for Gene to do in this episode because Yeah, right. Yeah, there you ab- go. Gene <laughs> doesn't really do anything. Absent that. I mean, you know, she um, you know, she places the bug in uh oh, yeah, yeah. Maddox's apartment. You know, she's playing him. That's kind of cool, but it doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't do anything. It just yeah. fills her head with doubts which she really doesn't get to communicate to anyone in any impactful way. And, you know, I mean, absent this fight scene, I mean, there's just, she's, she's kind of absent in, in, from the episode in a like impactful way. Yeah. Um, I think that she really kind of does is, you know, when Maddox lays his cards on the table for her, right. Um, she she kind of starts playing ball, but we don't see it. She just comes back and talks to Palmer and is like, yeah, he says that your thing wasn't complete, but maybe he's got incomplete information. Right. I mean, story-wise, she's act. I mean, story-wise, she's got stuff to do. Definitely. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's acting as a sounding board for Harry right. so that we, as the audience, can kind of get an idea of what's going on in, in Harry's head. Mm-hmm. Um she's uh she's she's giving us like things for Maddox to bounce off of so that we can get a clue of what the enemy is doing but in previous episodes she was more active and in this one i think she was like just really just like passive and underused absolutely absolutely i agree yeah (laughs) and then maddox uh oh oh okay uh okay so i want to mention the maddox a triple cross, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, before we do that, just one other thing. Okay, so like, like I said, like huge amount of twists in this episode. I thought too many. Uh, you know, I thought episode five was kind of dull, and I really wonder if like they could have spread out some of the revelations between five and six. But clearly, they just wanted five to end with the cliffhanger of what Harry escaping the. I mean, that's where five landed, right? Where he escapes the Chinese, the fake Chinese. Prison. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is. So clearly they wanted that to be the cliffhanger for episode five. And I, I don't know. I think episodes five and six kind of fail us a little bit based on that decision of so much stuff that could have maybe happened in episode five didn't. And, and we just get this huge dump of twists in episode six and that's that's how i felt about you know like i said the the first couple times i watched the episode i was a little bit faded but i did feel like wow this does seem like too much true to my word i watched it stone cold sober i was still think this is too much and there's one i just want to mention real quick before we talk more about maddox we also get this little twist of dolby's wife has been fucking informing on him like oh yeah the the the, the, yeah so uh yeah I, me- I mentioned that she only got flipped after he told her that he was spying on her 
I, I was confused the first time I watched this episode that she had been spying on him their whole life. But no, she, she does say, you know, they approached me and, you know, just had me ask me to tell them little movements like this, this and that. And then they're paying me like 18 pounds a week. You know, and I figured since you've been lying to me this whole time, it might be okay. I'm not convinced that she made the decision after uh, he confessed to her. Because if, I mean, yeah, she does say like, you know, I thought, well, since you've been lying to me, it'd be okay. But if they approached her, if they had told her like, hey, your husband works for intelligence, then she already knew he was lying to her. Or, yeah, yeah. She already knew he was lying to her. So it could work both ways. But either way, I just thought that's like another twist. It's it's like, put it back in your pants, guys. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're overwhelming us. Yeah. Um, with that said, uh, the Maddox story. The Maddox story is one, uh, like, like his, um, his thing that comes out here is that yeah, he was very disillusioned by the Bay of Pigs, mm-hmm. uh, and he he kind of fell into kind of a bad crowd that was uh, you know kind of plotting revolution. Like he wasn't fully into it, but he was connected enough that people noticed, and he got a call. He claims from Bobby Kennedy, um, who sold him a, a new story of what they're trying to do, and he says he was convinced by that convinced so much that Bobby Kennedy talked him into actually like saying like, Hey, don't get away from those people, infiltrate those people. Right. And he's saying, that's what that he's saying. That's what happened to Gene. Meanwhile, he's telling Cathcart that that is just a totally made up story that he's selling to Gene. Yeah. Um, where do you land in the end? Do you think the Bobby Kennedy thing was true or not? Well, um, from watching his character, you probably know, but from the show, I would believe so because of the way he says it to Cathcart. And then there's a shot where Gene is listening to the recording of him saying that to Cathcart. And uh, she rewinds and listens to it again and rewinds and listens to it again. And I think the show wants us to believe that that's what leads her to believe that she can kind of trust Maddox, that Maddox is being genuine at finally, you know, even though he's been mostly ingenuine, that maybe he is like a decent guy, you know. Um, they, oh, that's the other thing I think about. Uh, oh, by the way, to answer your question, uh, yes, I think that. It was true. And that's what that might have been the catalyst that kept him going and kept him from being hateful against the government because of the Bay of Pigs. Um, But uh, I think this is why the B story also is really important. There's a line where um, when Alice is talking shit to Russian lady. She's just like, how could you do that to such a good man? You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's like the show, you know, like there's that line also with Dolby where he's like, you know, I gave so much for my country and I just found out that they didn't even trust me, you know? And, and you really start to believe like Dolby is starting to just give up on life and just be like, maybe I should flip, you know, I, I it would just, things would be so much better for me, you know, like I'm just exhausted from this life, you know, just this world. Um, 
but you know, he's the decent guy. You got Maddox, like in the end, he's the decent guy, you know, versus, and, and I think Dolby's parallel is the minister of, or not parallel, but a compliment, I guess would be the, the minister of defense who isn't a decent guy. He's just like, fuck the, we're, we're going to take out like, you know, England's supposed to be, you know, uh, democratic or like, you know, a Republic or with, you know, a parliament America is supposed to be democratic, you know, or a re- Republic. And, and, and here these two people are like, you know, Maddox is being told he's got to help assassinate an American official. Like here you got the minister of defense of England be like, you know, playing part in, in this assassination and, and, and he's getting paid $30,000, what a week or a year or something like, yeah, I think it was like a year. And it, and it's like you see this and like there's all these guys that are like crazy self righteous or or just like really into themselves and they're not making the best moral decisions and then you have someone like Dalby who's really conflicted you know he's 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 dedicated his life to the cause and he's kind of you see him like falling from grace but in the end he is a patriot you know that serves his country type of thing you know he he goes and and you know runs to stop Palmer and he's still doing his job despite like. His, you know, moment of, uh, what's that called? Uh, there's a word for that. You know, like where someone's like perfect and then they have like a moment. Epiphany? Um, no, 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 no. Where they have like a bad moment where they slip up. You know, oh. usually like a fall from grace, but I feel a fall from grace is like a big, like a really big, like they've really fallen type of thing. I don't know, but it's kind of like that, you know, it's the story of like, you know, with King David from the Bible, you know. He's supposed to be like this awesome, great king and whatever. And he did all this wonderful thing for like his countrymen and his people. And he fought the giant, becomes king. He's a wonderful king, loving king. And he did this like terrible thing with uh, this woman he saw. And like he had her husband like go to the front lines so that he could die, you know, type of thing. So that he could sleep with his woman. Like that's his fall from grace type of thing. You know, and he has this one moment. But overall, you look at like the stuff that he did in his life. Versus like, you know, uh, the, the minister of defense, right? Like his, it's not like he's dedicated his life to making things. He's just like, fuck this regime. Fuck like our democracy. Fuck our parliament. Fuck like our system. I'm going to get what I want and do what I want. Like, you know, type of thing. And I'm going to get paid doing it type of thing. You know, he's, he's not painted as a great character. And then you see like, uh, Cathcart, the, the new general, cool guy McStevens or whatever he's he's on this whole selfish righteous path of you know we need to take america to a different place where we are the real democracy we are the real government we're gonna make the decisions you know and 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 you see someone like maddox like no you know what this isn't right i've been doing my job i've been doing my duty but this is not this is this is not america this is not what we are you know type of thing it is and same with you know dolby where he has his fall from grace type of thing where he's considering like betraying his country over this woman that he was in love with. Um, and, and it was really his team that said he didn't even save himself. You know what I mean? He was completely fooled. You know, I think he was just tired and, and couldn't see straight. You know what I mean? And, and he has Alice and Chico cause he's the one that set that team up. I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going down way down rabbit holes. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like the Maddox triple cross. Okay. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just put my pin firmly in that. I don't yeah. understand what Cathcart yeah. stands to gain uh, if it if it works out. 
I, I don't like the way, you know, Maddox, I mean, you know, maybe he's just like, you know, grumbling and fucking mad or whatever about the position he's in. But, you know, when the guy says like, Eric Cathcart says like, did she buy it? And, and Maddox is like, well, maybe it's true. Okay. Maddox fucking back to spy school with you. don't say some shit like that to a guy you know is fucking your enemy (laughs) right yeah i don't want to i don't want to go in and totally untangle that except that i found it unsatisfying yeah um something else i found dissatisfying and uh i I think i'm i'm getting close to to wanting to land this plane with my few thoughts obviously i want to hear everything you want to say um but something else i found really kind of weirdly dissatisfying is that this plot to kill Kennedy, like this plot over, like overall being a story about uh, thwarting a plot to assassinate president Kennedy, knowing that he was assassinated really deflates the tension of this story from me. And (laughs) I think it's a good time to mention it is a British production. So maybe they see it in a different way on the Mm -hmm. other side of the pond than we do. Mm -hmm. But again, Kennedy is killed in 1963. Like it must've happened. Like they never tell us exactly what year this happened, but it's definitely in the sixties. So this is probably like just the year before he gets killed. Yeah. Two years max. Right, right, right. So what are the stakes for me? It's it's un it's it's unsatisfying. And I just kind of thought it was a little weird um that that they pushed the stakes to to that level that they made it a, an assassination on JFK as the um you know the final destination, the final win condition for team evil. Right. <laughs> um I want to talk a little about, okay. uh, I want to talk about where is, where is Dolby's girlfriend going? Like. Oh, back to Russia. Really? That would be my guess. I mean, she was obviously working for stock the whole time. Okay. Why? Uh, Okay. I get it. She was working for stock the whole time. Why are we sending her back? Like <laughs> put her in prison or something. I don't, well, maybe. Uh, oh, why is England sending her back? Yeah. So the, the only, well, the only people that know it's her is Dolby, Alice, and Chico. No one, no one else knows about this this whole situation. Well, she has right? gone through official channels. She presented herself to the embassy. There is a paper trail. They didn't, oh. they didn't sneak her into London in a fucking no, no, no. I meant, car or something. I meant the only people that know about her being an agent is is Dolby, Alice, and Chico. Uh, on paper, she looks like someone that sought a, uh, asylum and has provided enough information to gain that asylum. Um, I'm, I'm saying the only people that know that she's a traitor or that she's a double agent is Dolby, Alice, and Chico. And the idea is, you know, I think it's just for good faith or good measure or something like that. Because it's, you know, Dolby's obviously still in love with her. And I think she's in love with him. I know Alice doesn't believe it. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay. So maybe put a pin in that. Maybe come back to it. But for, for the moment, like, I don't, like, it's it's not explained. Let's just say that. 
where she's going <laughs> why she's not why she's not going into a fucking a prison or something like you know right. we caught a fucking spy you know right. um so that's that's whatever uh but okay so then we get to this weird and i bit my tongue earlier because you're talking about stocks motivation too uh the the final scene of the movie really is uh harry and stock watching a movie together and they're they're having a conversation they have the wonderful callback of like did you bring this your gun this time yeah <laughs> <laughs> someday you will pay for your naivete i do absolutely fucking love stock um the movie they're watching now I wish I had maybe paid a little more attention. I did look it up and I did read the plot synopsis a, a, a bit. It's and it's a Bridget Bardot film. I forget what it's called. Uh, the you know the name of the movie uh, as we're shown is like an Italian name, but it really means like something else. If you if you look it up on Wiki, um, shit. I should just grab this real quick. Um, no, because I didn't. Now, I wish I had. Now, anyways, if you look up the plot of the movie, the plot of that movie is about one man who has a girlfriend that he's basically like trying to push her into the arms of another man for his own advantage. And Stock is making these comments about uh, you know, this being a place that he, he comes to and, and some, I don't know, some weird poetic bullshit about his heart or something. I think they were trying to say that uh, Dolby's girlfriend was actually Stock's girlfriend like this whole time, that Stock and her are a thing. But he had talked her into making this huge dramatic sacrifice for her country to go oh, into the because they're watching. Of... Oh, because they're watching the movie, and he's talking about, "Hey, I met a, a girl in yes. this exact scene." Yes, and and it, oh, you're saying the show's implying that Stock was actually with Russian chick. Yes, I think that's. I mean, the I think the movie they're watching, based on the writing of you know, they didn't just pick some fucking random movie. Yeah, <laughs> and like I said, this is a movie where a woman is being basically like traded uh, between two men kind of as uh, leverage. Right. And so that's why it would be compelling to stock. Mm -hmm. Right. And th I don't think that's an accident. So I think that, I think that stock and, and the, I think stock and the woman are also an item. I did not pick that up. That is a really good point. Um, I, I thought it was really weird when he started talking about that. And I wasn't quite sure what the point of it was other than like, this is our business. We're actors playing parts, uh huh. you know, for the big picture. That's kind of what I got from that, like thematically, but that's a really good point that he was basically confiding in the Palmer that, yeah, she was uh, my girl that I basically was like, Hey, he's basically pipping out his girl to like Palmer or to Dolby. Right. Saying, saying without saying. And so, you know, uh, our, 
you know, audience surrogate Harry Palmer is meant to understand like, okay, oh yeah, even spies fall in love, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, yeah. But then here is where like, uh, and and this is my near final point on the movie, like, uh, and then Harry gives Stock a partial version because the full version would be too much. Come on, right. let's be realistic yeah. of the Ipcrest file. And that's meant to be a, a professional courtesy, uh, like uh, a courtesy toward toward Dolby. And also the woman being flown, like you said, if she's been flown back to Moscow, it's like we're just giving everything to stock and we're not getting anything back because I don't think that at this what point. What are you talking about? They got the traitor. Who's the traitor? The, the Minister of Defense. Oh, that's true. That's true. We did that's get that. That's a but... big piece oh, of right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. So that was my problem with it, though. It seemed like we we're just giving everything to stock, and we don't need to give him anything, because I don't think Dolby is compromised in any way at this point. Right. He could always, uh, you know, like, even if someone came at him with charges of, like, hey, you were trying to manipulate the system to get your girlfriend back here, you know, I'm Dolby. I'm really smart. I'll just be say, listen, bitch, I was playing her the whole time. <laughs> you don't understand. I knew, I knew everything. And then yeah. everyone would be like, holy shit, maybe you should still have a department. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, Dolby's not I compromised. See, I want to see Tom Hiddle or Tom Hollander say that. I want it, I want it, just the way you said it, I want to see him mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. I was well, playing we, it the whole time. Wow, you're really good. You should definitely get your tempo. Like, somebody out there can do that with deep fake technology these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you could make, you could make Tom Hollander, uh, you know, sing a fucking uh, a Ice Cube song <laughs> if you really right, want yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so yeah, unless I miss something, Dolby is not compromised at this point. So they're they're giving gifts to stock at this point. But well, I, no, it, might, it could have been back pain. Look, they, it's obvious him and stock have a long term relationship, right? And, and you got to like at the like, especially at this point, you know the like if if like even if you're on different sides of the fence, you're gonna have a relationship. It might be like. Like yeah, you're my enemy and I'm your enemy, but you know the, here we're we're talking or, you know, hey, what the fuck is up with you know? It was like in the company when uh, the sorcerer uh, uh, knew the Russian dude. They like went way back, right? It, like they're not buddies or homies, but you know they have a relationship. So my guess is that's like payment for the 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 mole information. Like hey, you gave you did us a solid. Here's a solid for you, you know, just to show our gratitude for, you know, you're right. Like there's no, there's no um, imminent danger or reason to do it, but for a long-term relationship of like, Hey, you, you hook this up, we hook you up. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except I don't know. Just stock seems so very transactional that, I don't think if I was dealing with stock, I would ever give him anything without expecting something exactly in return at that moment, because I don't think stock 
is the kind of guy that gives a shit about, um, you know, uh, honor to be honest, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad we talked it through. Cause, cause you helped me out at, at least a little, I mean, they did get that big juicy. I and mean, she, you know. they didn't have to give it. We, we, you know, they didn't have to give it to them. You know, I, I think the story just kind of handed it out as a gimme, but you know, like if this was in real life, they like, they didn't have, like we discussed this, like, Russian scientist chick shouldn't have had that information, which means it probably came from stock, which means stock is like basically writing a love letter to Dolby. Cause remember when stock tried to flip Dolby, he's like, don't worry. After you've done your duty as like a trader, you're going to come in Russia. We'll give you medals and you and I will play chess for the rest of our life. You know, like right. I think he is kind of a romantic, you know what I mean? And then, and, and then we will introduce you to Russian concept of uh, how you say open marriage. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, maybe there was maybe maybe there there was something like that going on. Maybe they wanted maybe, a three. They wanted a three way with Dalby. That was that was their. That, that was, was their the ultimate, only reason of that was their ultimate master plan. <laughs> Maddox wanted to recruit Jean so he could marry her, right? And and Dolby wanted to like save Russian scientist lady, but no, the real the real play was Stock recruiting Dolby to be a traitor so they could three way in their old age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's episode six of the Upcrest Files. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Do you, do you want to see more of this show? I oh, do. I, oh yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, dude, just having Gene. Like, I just want to see Joe Cole play. I want to see Joe Cole and Gene, like you know, buddy. Like, I want to I wanna... see them all day, every day, and I want yeah. Alice to constantly be showing up and being fucking badass. Yeah, exactly. And keep keep stock in the mix too. Like love, absolutely. I mean, I love our principles. I love Alice. I love stock. Everyone else is kind of like okay. I mean, Hollander, fucking, you know, what are you gonna say? He's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 ending of them driving away of Palmer driving away with Gene seemed a little unusually jaunty. Given like all of the trauma that he had just been through, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it does give me the feeling that like they could, I mean, they could wrap another of the movies into mm-hmm. another of these TV series, and I would be down for that. Uh, even I would love to see like this version of Billion Dollar Brain. I would love to see this version of Bullet to Beijing. Uh, some of the other movies I haven't seen. By the way, Funeral in Berlin. Can I spoil the the basic plot of that one? They're trying to uh, stock is trying to defect, and what they're gonna do is fake his death and sneak him over the border in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds awesome. That sounds fucking great. I oh, by the way, yeah, we got to let everybody know we're not doing Midnight in St. Petersburg anymore. We're doing Bullet or not or Midnight in Berlin. We're doing Bullet to Beijing. That's right. That's right. And uh quickly, I'll tell you what happened. 
Uh, okay, so the idea always we're going to do three Palmer movies. We're going to do beginning, middle, and end. Uh, so we did the the first of the 1960s movies, and we're only using Michael Caine movies for this. There was an extra one in there, but we're ignoring that. The first, Ipcrest File. The, the last of the 60s movies, Billion Dollar Brain. We've covered those. And then we were going to jump to the last of the Palmer movies, Midnight in St. Petersburg. And here's what happened. The copy, uh, I spent like two, three hours. Well, I don't want to say two, three hours. Uh, I spent a good two hours working my way through uh, Midnight in St. Petersburg and, and writing notes before I realized that the movie that I had been delivered which was labeled midnight in saint petersburg was not midnight in saint petersburg it was bullet to beijing (laughs) part of the reason that it was easy for me to confuse the two is because the two movies were shot back to back and Mm -hmm. a lot of the same characters and events are like crossing over between the two the two are like kind of a package so this is a blessing in disguise for sure because it would be really hard for us to talk about Midnight in St. Petersburg without knowing a bunch of the stuff that happened in Midnight in Berlin, right? Like it would be like us talking about the two towers without having seen Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, oh, is what, oh, okay. is what I'm trying to say. Oh, so uh, we definitely are going to have to do both then. Uh, we might do both. Let's see how you feel about Bullet. Okay. <laughs> um, I like it. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying I like it. Right. And speaking of movies we like, now that we're at the end of this series, let's go ahead and give it a star rating and a uh, park bench rating. Five. <laughs> okay. Five from Dave. Uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, think I, I think I've been so excited doing this podcast about it that I, don't, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed like every moment of the show. There were some things that bothered me, but overall, I had a blast watching this show. I, I mean, I think I said when we watched the first episode that this show feels like I want a spy, my spy content to feel like. And I, I, I'm, I'm really happy with it. So, yeah, I'm giving it my five. Uh, I'm landing at a 3.5 uh, on on rating, although there were moments of this series, like like this series was sailing toward a 5 for me, mm-hmm. up around episode 3. Ultimately, I don't think it's stuck to landing. Uh, I think they can do better. Park benches. Uh, I'm also a little low on this one. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm starting at a... Um, starting at a... Th- Actually, I'm yeah, still at a three and a half. <sighs> Let's take a look here. What do, what do we got? I'm a little curious. I'm looking at our fours. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm definitely not going four point five. Okay, our four point fives are are pretty hefty. You know, we got Battle of Algiers by Sorge. You know, uh, Day of the Jackal is our fives, right? Like Bureau. I think 
it's easy to say it's not a 4.5. You're starting at a three and a half. I'm looking at our fours. We got the company, right? I, th- I think there was a lot of a lot of solid tradecraft in this. I mean, there was quite a few blunders, and I guess those weren't. Exp- oh, I see where you're going on this. See, I'm looking at Most Wanted Man, Night Manager, Munich, all of yeah. which I think are uh, the Americans. I think is fucking superior on on tradecraft. Right. We got the depart. Okay. I don't want to fight you over it, but but no, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm at a three, three and a half. I'm just kind of curious, you know, because I'm looking at it, but now that I'm thinking about it, there were some blunders that we were kind of like confused about, and and you know, from our discussion this episode, I think you think that uh, some of the plot uh, suffered for the sake of the story, which is good for uh an audience but yes uh, for for entertainment value but for pure park benches like like i really think episode six didn't stick the landing um there's just so many ah man just ah yeah no all right yeah i feel you because you know i'm looking at three and a half three days of the condor spy game samurai spy the departed good shepherd which is i still think is my favorite spy film Miss Sloan, Ronan, yeah, okay, I can, I can, I can dig it because I'm, I'm thinking backwards into why we gave these three and a halves, and uh, yeah, I can see it for a quest file. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm All with right. you. Three and a half park benches. Three and a half park benches. We will, uh, uh, possibly, I guess the plan was be wrapping up our Palmer Fest next week. Definitely going to be bullet to Beijing. Uh, and thereafter, we'll be, be making a consideration of whether we want to extend it into uh, midnight in St. Petersburg. Uh, based on some scheduling issues, uh, the next TV series that uh, we'll be covering definitely is going to be Slow Horses. Uh, Gary Oldman and uh, I think some other uh, awesome actors in an Apple TV offering which I've heard good things about. Friend of the show, Fred Kennedy, definitely gives it a thumbs up. Oh, wonderful. I've been seeing mixed reviews from critics, so uh, I'm glad to hear uh, that our buddy is giving it the thumbs up. Um, also, uh, side note, we'll, well, we'll let you know when we get there, but there is a spy anime that just dropped um, called Spy Family. Uh, I've read a couple of chapters in the manga, and uh, there's not a whole lot of tradecraft, but we have, Todd and I have both dedicated ourselves to making sure we cover all forms of spy content. All Uh, forms. All forms. Uh, So if you're a huge weeb like me, you're going to like Spy Family, but uh, if if all you ever want to see is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy for the rest of your life, I don't think you're going to like it. But we are definitely going to at least give you a little bit of coverage, uh, let you know what we think. I think by the time we talk about it, there should be a few episodes out already. So uh, looking forward to that and Old Horses. The preceding transmission sampled the song Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod and sound effects from freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at spieslikeus.net.